Welcome to Big Tobacco Messed with Wrong Moms. My name is Dorian Furman. I'm Meredith Berkman. We are so thrilled to have with us today Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat of Illinois. Senator Durbin has been a leader in the fight against big tobacco for decades. First against smoking and now against vaping. And we are just honored to have him here joining us today. Welcome, Senator Durbin. Glad you're with me. We're so grateful that you're joining our podcast and we know that Big Tobacco has messed with the wrong senator. You did tell us your story once um, about your father and about the uh, the airline trip that, that changed history. Um, and we'd love it if you could just tell it to us again for the record. There are very few families in America that haven't been touched by cancer. When I was a high school student, my father, who was 53 years old, died of lung cancer. He smoked two packs of camels a day. I can still hear that cough. I'll hear it to the grave. Uh, when he passed away, I didn't stand by his bedside and say, I'll get even with these tobacco companies for taking my dad. But when I was elected to Congress, I got to thinking about all the people who had similar stories to tell. And the day came when uh, I was about to board a plane in Phoenix to fly to Chicago, back in the old days when you could run right up with your ticket and get on an airplane. And the person at the desk said, uh, sorry, you're late. The only seats left are in the smoking section. And I said, in the smoking section, isn't there something you can do? And she looked at my ticket and she said, no, but Congressman, there's something you can do. So I sat on that airplane, uh, unhappy and unhealthy, for that three-hour trip and was determined to introduce a bill to ban smoking on airplanes, which I did over 25 years ago. And uh, Frank Altenberg of New Jersey was the sponsor in the United States Senate. Well, it was the beginning of a long effort against tobacco, big tobacco, and all of their products over the years, spit tobacco and baseball and all the rest of them. Uh, but then came vaping and e-cigarettes. And I could see right from the start what they were up to where they were losing many young people who didn't want to take up tobacco, finally convinced that it was dangerous. They were going to sell them a product that they were going to try to advertise as being harmless. Uh, it's just vapor. It's, it's just steam. Well, the heck it is. It's chemicals and it's addiction. Addiction to nicotine, a really powerful drug. Now today, unfortunately, we see over one out of four high school students in the United States who are using e-cigarettes and vaping middle school students, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade, over 10% of them have started already. And it's no wonder when you take a look at the products, these are not designed for adults to quit tobacco smoking. They're designed in flavors and sold with flavors designed for kids. Who would believe that an adult is going out to buy a cotton candy e-vaping device or something called unicorn poop? I mean, this is all about appealing to children and that's exactly what they set out to do. So I've been raising hell again. We have the attention of the commissioner, the head of the Food and Drug Administration, and Dr. Azar with HHS. They have a deadline coming up in September uh, to respond to the e-cigarettes on the market. I reminded them that I'm watching and counting the days. As much as we are consumed with this pandemic, and as we should be, we shouldn't overlook the fact that when this is behind us, we're still going to face the threat of e-cigarettes. 
Well, we are so grateful that you are mad as hell and won't take it anymore then and now. And we absolutely feel the same way and we admire you. I think what we also worry about with the incoming deadline, um, which was long, long delayed, um, even if they do what they say they will do in September and begin regulating those products, do you really believe that FDA... Um, should and would take all flavors off the market? Well, I'm skeptical when it comes to the government moving quickly. Pressure has to be applied from the public, from the voters, from the parents across the United States, but also from the politicians. We've got to do our part up here. It's not the most conducive environment on Capitol Hill, particularly in the Senate. Uh, and the president, who sounded so good in his first announcement, uh, really backpedaled quickly in a matter of weeks after he had made that announcement with the First Lady. So I don't expect much from him, and we'll see what November 3rd has to say about his future. Uh, if it's Joe Biden who's in the White House, trust me, I will sit down with him, and he knows the topics that I'll bring up, and this is number one. It's tobacco and vaping, and we're going to deal with public health as a high priority. I'll make sure that whoever comes into the FDA, if there's a new president or into HHS, hears from all of us about this issue. So we've got a battle to fight. It won't be easy. It's not going to happen automatically. We're going to have to claw and scratch our way all the way through. You mentioned parents. Um, we have parents across the country who, who stand with us and who speak up and fight with us. What would you personally tell parents to do in order to be able to make a change? First, uh, don't be misled. The odds are pretty strong that that son or daughter of yours is using one of these vaping devices, maybe just occasionally at a party, but maybe it's even worse. Uh, and that's the reality. And you've got to accept that reality and face it and have that conversation that you really would like to avoid, but you've got to have it and talk to them about the danger and, and really explain to them what addiction is all about. We all know about heroin and opioids, but for goodness sakes, nicotine is an addictive drug, too. And, and sadly, many people get hooked on it and just can't get away from it. So that conversation is important. Trying to find out the most effective source of information that's credible for young people. Sometimes it doesn't come out of your mouth. Maybe it's someone else uh, who really can say it in a way that, that really gets through to them. So I think that that is very important. And then really learning and informing parents and students at schools so that they don't accept this as inevitable. When school reopens, and it will soon, I hope, uh, we have to be ready to address this issue. Many schools have faced it directly, some not so much. So we have to encourage the leaders in school to be part of the solution. One of the issues about this regulatory process, long delayed and finally, as you said, you'll be watching, we'll all be watching in September, um, is that it's not very transparent. You know, there's never been a list published by FDA of what products have been on the market legally. Um, and so we're frustrated. We just had hundreds upon hundreds of parents demanding that FDA in a letter writing campaign take action against Puff Bar. So we're really concerned about forcing FDA to make a list public of the groups that of the companies that actually apply through the regulatory process and those that don't, because you're allowed to remain on the market for a year once you've applied. So it's either a year or when they make a ruling. How are we to know who's the real bad actor if they don't make it a public list? I've been after them for years because there was a deadline in 2016 
after 2016, if your product came on the market, it was supposed to go through an approval process. That has not happened. And when I challenged the FDA, why aren't you going after these products that came on the market after 2016? They said, well, we just don't know which ones did. Baloney. You know, and they could require disclosure from these companies as to when they started marketing, some proof one way or the other. As far as a puff bar is concerned, hang on to your hat. That's the first of many iterations of this vaping. They will be dreaming up new ways, new names, new approaches with the same old bottom line, addiction of children. That is truly where they turn because kids are the most, are the easiest to convert to addiction. They just don't understand the danger and they believe they're invincible and they take it on and they end up losing many times. So keep, uh, keep tuned to, the, to this conversation. Where these companies are coming from, we've got to go after them figure out who's behind them. I always look to Big Tobacco first because they are the most notorious in my mind. But it could be some Chinese source. And if it's Chinese, the next question is, what in the heck is in that puff bar uh, beyond nicotine? It could be something much more serious. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're absolutely right. And um, once we succeed in getting all of these products off the market and, you know, with, with people like you, leading the charge, we, we, we believe we will eventually. Um, but today we have 5.3 million kids who are vaping and those kids are going to remain addicted. I mean, as you know, it's, it's more addictive than even cigarettes in the past. There is currently no cessation plan for kids who are addicted to vaping. When it comes to coming up with a plan to deal with addiction, definitely we have to do it. Uh, I watched my poor father try to break away from cigarettes and it wasn't until he was diagnosed with lung cancer that he can finally do it. And I know when it comes to this vaping, how addictive it is as well. And we're talking about kids. We're going to be in denial as long as possible. So we need something that, that is effective, thoughtful, that we approach young people with and, and tell them their lives can be so much better and longer if, if they will engage in this, this process to stop their addiction. So what is the key? Is the key removing all flavors and putting pressure on the federal government to remove flavors from the market, leaving tobacco for adults? What is the key so that we don't have to be here again? Well, I'll tell you what the key I learned over a period of time, the key to it politically is the fact that they're exploiting children, exploiting children. That's the bottom line. A, a futile battle for years against big tobacco because their argument was, well, come on, these are adults. They ought to be able to make stupid decisions on their own, get out of the way. Don't, we don't need a granny nanny state. Uh, you know, I heard that over and over again. But then we changed our tactics. We had tobacco-free kids. And all of a sudden, the conversation changed. Yes, you may be an adult, but how about that 12-year-old? Why would you want anyone to sell a tobacco product to that kid? And the same thing is especially true with vaping. They cannot escape that the flavors that they're selling have no appeal, none whatsoever. In fact, just the opposite to adults. Their appeal is to kids, little kids, and kids who don't have the sense to say no when they should. As long as we keep focusing on children as the major force behind our political effort, we'll be in a strong position. And as I said earlier, Big tobacco and the people in vaping understand kids are the key to the future. When they lose children, they lose their future. People who turn 21 don't often turn to vaping, you know, as a, as a first experience. Kids do and carry on as long as they physically can or humanly can.
Well, we're really, really grateful as parents to have you on the side of truth and history protecting our kids. The more that people across the country raise their voices alongside us and alongside you about protecting our kids from the predatory behavior of big tobacco, then we know in the end, they're not going away, but neither are we. Thank you as parents. Thank you as fellow advocates for good health for kids. Let's not give up until we win. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast, Big Tobacco Messed with the Wrong Moms. If you're a parent and you want to get involved, please check out our website at parentsagainstvaping.org. We need passionate parents to join our grassroots movement across the country to protect our kids from the predatory behavior of big tobacco. To get involved in local advocacy campaigns, please text PAVE, that is P. A-V-E to 72572. Parents' voices matter and you can make a difference. Do you have a teen or young adult at home that vapes? This is Quitting is a free and anonymous text message program designed to help young people quit vaping. Teens and young adults can text Ditch Vape to 88709 to sign up today. That's provided by Truth, the National Youth Tobacco Prevention Campaign from our partner and sponsor, uh, The Truth Initiative. It's the first of its kind program that helps young people feel motivated, inspired, and supported while quitting. More than 150,000 young people have enrolled since the program launched in January 2019. The messages include evidence-based tips and strategies to quit combined with real feedback from young people. Again, teens and young adults can enroll by texting Ditch Vape to 88709. Truth Initiative also offers free text messages for parents who are helping their children quit vaping. I myself enrolled in this program as well and would get different ideas and tips to help support my son. You can join the program by texting QUIT to 202 899 7550 or by visiting becomeanx.org to sign up. To learn more about Truth Initiative and its programs, visit truthinitiative.org.